Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. I am here with my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana. From now until indefinitely, C.K. and Joe Rodermill. Then now and, forever. <laughs> yes. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd Hailing from none other than Milan, Italy, the European champion. How you guys doing? It's good to have you here tonight. Oh, I'm feeling great. Feeling yeah? Here. It's great to be here. Good. I, I guess it always is. Uh, before we get started, a couple things. First one being, you may know if you're watching instead of uh, listening. We have a new belt in the front. I talked a lot of smack about as soon as Sasha won the women's title, I was going to buy it. I thought I had like at least another month. No, no. But she won it on Raw two weeks ago. We actually had a sale. Maybe it was in the stars that it had to happen. You put, I found you put it your on money sale. where your mouth is. And yeah. You took that. You took that statement to the bank. I did. I took. <laughs> I took it to the bank. Always good to throw some Sasha Banks puns out there to start you, the show. You found the cosmic key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so got a good deal on it on WWE Shop. So here it is. You'll be seeing it every week from here on out. If you second, can't see it, it's pretty fancy. Yeah. <laughs> second, I'm loving it. Second thing before we get started. I know very early on in our run here, we uh, promoted a, a promo Alo did on giving us five-star reviews on iTunes and the whole, the whole deal. So basically, we're seven months into this thing, I think. Uh, we are on iTunes. We are on Podbean, Stitcher. You can find our videos on YouTube and Facebook. Our whole goal here is to be the most fan-friendly wrestling podcast on the face of the earth. We want to welcome everybody in. We will take any and all questions. We will take any guest on Matt Madness Unsanctioned. So, if you like our show, if you listen to our show, if you watch our show on iTunes, subscribe, five-star reviews, follow us on Podbean, subscribe to us on Stitcher, check us out on Facebook. It's the only way to grow the show is if you guys help us. We're going to get you on the show. We're going to let you be involved. You're going to help us, you know, make it a bigger show for everybody. Help help us help you. Yes, help exactly. You help <laughs> I, I got to to you, Pash. That was excellent. <laughs> Thank you. So, yes, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Facebook, YouTube, five-star reviews, and follow and subscribe where applicable. And if you want to be a guest on Matt Madness, hit us up on Facebook. On my email, you can find it on TJR Wrestling. I got, a fancy, I got a fancy new email from Matt Madness. Yeah, I guess we, we're going to be releasing those soon, the Matt Madness website. We're going corporate. We'll probably be <laughs> launching soon. Uh, we may have a promotional event tied into the launching of the website. But enough business. And now we'll get into the business of the business, as Vince Russo would say. WWE action this week. Raw, second week of two live shows. Second week, second week of brand extension. I thought last week's Raw was the best Raw of 2016. <laughs> I didn't think this week particularly lived up to it, but that was going to be a hard task. Uh, Alo, what were your thoughts on Raw this week? Just generally, dude. Good episode, not quite as good. Do you think it... Equaled last week. Um, it caught my it kept my attention for the most for most of the night. I didn't have a problem with it. it dragged, some points it dragged, but that's what happens on a three hour show with Raw. But you can't expect them to have all these shows right back to back like that. Yeah, you. It was a good episode. I mean, could it live up to the one the, the first one? No. I mean, that was like you said, a lot to handle. That's a mouthful, if you will. Yeah. But uh, overall, <laughs> it was a good show. I, I, I was entertained thoroughly. All right. So the top story on Raw right now is the. Universal title, which is going to be introduced at SummerSlam. We still haven't officially seen it. They have not presented it. But 
Seth Rollins going up against Finn Balor in at SummerSlam for the rights to be the first ever WWE Universal Champion. Are we going to refer to them as the Masters of the Universe? I guess we will. We'll have to. A uh, little He-Man reference for anybody who's not old enough to know. Uh, but the first ever NXT Champion, Seth Rollins, going up against the longest reigning NXT Champion in history, Finn Balor. I'm not asking for predictions, but it is an interesting way to go with that title. Based on, I think, everything... They're really hyping up anything that has to do with NXT at this point. Um... I have some thoughts on because really all all uh, Finn did was the promo that was his like introduction. Mm-hmm. I think they made a mistake putting him out there with Seth Rollins. Oh yeah, yeah it, was, it was kind of overshine a little bit by Seth Rollins, you know, superior mic skills. Finn Finn's got time to work his way into that, but you, you could definitely see yeah. who was carrying that uh, promo there. Yeah, I didn't think it did Finn any any favors. Uh, and now you agree with me? You do agree with me, Alo? Yeah, I agree, but he has to learn anyway. But they, I think they did a good job of putting him out there with Seth because Seth carried the promo for the most part, and Finn, at the end of the promo, he started picking up some steam and going right back yeah. at Rollins. Well, he had the great line at the end, you know, when he said, you've had everything handed to you. And he no, said, I haven't had anything handed to me. I've worked for everything. And he said, the, come SummerSlam, the okay. only thing you're going to have handed to you is your ass. <laughs> I thought that was a great line. It was a great line. Um, I, I thought that was a great impression of Finn Balor. <laughs> I thought he was right here next to me. I was. Um, I thought Seth was awesome, though, as always. Yeah. I love that he said uh, everything you've done. I did it first, and I did it better. Yeah. Like the, the Ghostbusters movie. I'm the OG Bill Murray. You're <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. I thought that was great. <laughs> Called out the Atlanta Braves, and the Atlanta fans had to pretend for 30 seconds like they care yeah, about yeah, their the <laughs> Tom Hawk chop, which you, you don't even see in the game. Anymore. Which they couldn't even really get no. going. Most people were like, what is this? Yeah, if you weren't watching the Braves in the 90s when they made the World Series every year, you might not have known what the uh, Tomahawk Chop was. I hated um, the Tomahawk Chop. I always did. Yeah. I can tell you have something you want to say. Oh, no, I'm, I'm waiting for y'all guys to finish. Oh, um, that was kind of really all I had. I thought, I, I was ashamed that Finn, I felt like he got overshadowed a little bit. You're right, he did pick up steam by the end of it, but it just... To me, it was like one guy looked up here and the other guy looked down I mean, here. That's the way it kind of should be, though, considering that Seth Rollins has been up in the main car for a while and Finn's just coming up and he's sort of just exploding. I mean, again, that, that probably wasn't the way they wanted it. They didn't want to give t- some some heat to this, but, I mean, I expect it to be like that. Yeah, I mean, Alo, the point you made was right, that he does have to kind of get out there and do that. I've been saying that for a long time. you got to kind of throw these guys to the fire and let them develop. It's the only way to get better. Um and I guess we will see. They, there's still some time before SummerSlam for him to kind of put himself over a little more. I think even Mick Foley said that on another podcast this week. Um, go ahead. I'm done. Oh, okay. Well, I love the promo. Seth just, in a way, he kind of put Balor over, but then he's like, well, I did that too, you know. Yeah. But the things Finn did do are, kind of, are big things, you know. He was the longest reigning champion in NXT, and he did beat Roman Reigns in his first night on the roster. So technically... Rollins actually kind of put that over a bit, and Rollins has to carry this. He carried on the mic because, like you, you said this about Samoa Joe, he's hardly there. Well, yeah. when Finn was NXT champion, you hardly saw Finn Balor right. either, and he never actually cut promos in the ring against against somebody else. And if he's going to be a top guy, he has to be thrown to the fire and be able to cut a promo. And he lived up to that at the end of the promo where he's a, I'm gonna handle. Your ass. <laughs> you know? I'm more like Vince McMahon. Now. Vince Balor. Vince Balor. Vince Balor. Small Well, that's how. Well, like 
Finn, he has to learn how to do this because they're positioned to be a top guy. So he has, he's going to be thrown to the fire with these top guys, and he's with the top heel in the company right now. And I like how Seth tried to test Finn when the promo when the promo at the end of the promo trying to get a, get a hit on him, and Balor took him out because right. that also puts Balor over too. Just getting any little off, get, um, basically blocking anything Seth Rollins throws at him. Yeah. Uh, Seth also had a match with Sami Zayn. He said he had a point to prove to Finn against Sami. I guess about as good of a match as you would expect from from these two guys. Yeah, it was a really good, good match. match. Good match. It kept kept Seth Rollins, you know, as the main main guy on the roster, and plus it gave Sami Zayn a lot a lot of exposure too, and, and a solid match against the top heel. Yeah, and I thought it made sense that you know to have Seth like just win. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was the champion, how many times did he? Lose these matches on Raw. I think it was like 13 weeks in a row he lost a match on Raw. Yeah, to Ryback. Um, yeah, <laughs> and so I, I liked what they did. I thought it made sense. Uh, I do want to make mention how enjoyable Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley are to watch together backstage. <laughs> I, I think that Mick is like perfect, perfect alongside her. I think he makes her more... Bounce off her a little bit. Yeah, I even liked, I think he made a match for somebody, and she was like, oh, you know, I'm really impressed with that. I think it was Mark Henry or, or, or um, Seamus Cesaro. I think it was the Cesaro-Seamus okay. one, yeah. because he kind of took control of that whole situation. Uh, before we move on to the next thing, we have a question from good friend of the show, Russ D'Agostino. Oh, no, this is actually from Ronald Bagfoot Lloyd. <laughs> Bagfoot Lloyd? Bagfoot is not a wrestling reference. It is a, a comedy reference to well, he's a, back. a local comedy troupe. He is back. And was he on suspension? I don't know where he's been. <laughs> we have no 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 uh, knowledge of his whereabouts. Not at all. The last yeah, he few just weeks. disappeared. But he wants to bring up the fact that on a recent Ric Flair podcast, he suggested Finn Balor will never main event WrestleMania. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Nate never main evented either. Vince sometimes suggests co-main events. I'm from the CM Punk camp. If it's not last, it's not the main event. So the question is. Do you give credit to a co-main event for main eventing or headlining WrestleMania? No. It has, to, it has to be the main event, the main attraction. Because especially with these big events like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, basically they're like, oh, we have eight main events. Like the whole yeah. car is basically a main event. <laughs> That's a whole a, night of main events. Whole night. <laughs> You're in the main event. You're in the main event. Everybody's in the main event. That's, Start to finish main <laughs> exactly, events. Exactly. That's, that's, that's how they like to portray things. Can I, can I blame them for the superstars they have in these matches? No. But... In reality, that main event is the main attraction, whether it's for the, the for the world title or not. I uh, agree. What do you think? You get well, credit for a co-main event? Or? First, let me just clarify. Uh, I, I think he's wrong, Flair, in general, that he said Finn's never in a main yeah. event. I, I, I mean, he's shot out of the gate as, as it is to almost a main event status. I, I, I find it hard to believe. Wait, he's career. arguably main eventing SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. find it hard to believe that he'll never main event at WrestleMania. That, that, that being said, I mean... I don't mind the whole co-main event thing. I mean, there's many times at WrestleMania is where I'm looking forward more to the Undertaker match than the main event, which is the title match usually. Yeah, I mean, I guess it all depends on the way they book it and who's fighting. Is the way I feel is what the main event is. I'll, I'll watch any other match. So you're saying the main event can be interpreted personally, what the main event That's is That's the way I feel. You. Well, I think Joey's saying sometimes the other main events they promote are better than the actual main yeah, event. Yeah, I think it's pretty often. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty often. <laughs> and I consider that the main event, in my, in my view. Yeah, I feel like it's not often at all that I'm looking forward so like to the last match most. Um, 
Like we said, our at Battleground, our night was made after the first match. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe pretty, the, man, that was the, the first main event of yeah, the evening. Pretty lofty <laughs> expectations, then, huh? Yeah, I don't give credit for co-main eventing. I mean, it's it's a good spot to be in if you're the second to last match at WrestleMania, but you have not main evented WrestleMania if you are not in the last match of the night. Um, next thing we got. Sasha and Enzo against Charlotte and Y2J, the first mixed tag match of the new era. And shit, the, a the, very <laughs> long promo to start the show. Yeah. I, th- I thought you liked Sasha throwing some shade. It was, oh, it was so good. It was <laughs> so good. I, I was shocked to, shocked to let her say that. Yeah, but it was entertaining. It was entertaining. The one thing, the one... The one nitpick I have. Okay. Oh, no. There's always at least one yeah, nitpick. So they should have just left them out there by themselves. They didn't have to have... As, much, as entertaining as it was, you didn't have to have Jericho come out there. Even quiet. though when, even though when Jericho comes out, it's like, quiet. 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 I, I just started laughing. Yeah, it's always good. He's always good. But I, I agree. That's one of the things I had down. It was... There was no need. You have these two women who are arguably maybe the two best women you have ever had. And will have for the foreseeable future. One of them just won the title off of the other one. They're promoting a program now that's going to lead into SummerSlam. Did you really need to throw in two guys who have nothing to do with either one of them? Well, it was setting up the co, co-main uh, tag, tag <laughs> match, plus also setting up Enzo and Cass versus uh, Kevin Owens and Jericho. I, I understand what did they, they have to do with during yeah, the promo. I understand no. the mechanics of what they did. I just think leave them out there to tell their own story. Um, and also... It ends up with Sasha being pinned. The first time she's out there as the champion, she gets pinned on Raw. Mm-hmm. First time I believe she's been pinned. No, second time. Second time, when was the first? Oh, it was a couple uh, weeks ago in that handicap match. Why does somebody who the fans love win a title and then immediately start getting pinned on Raw? <laughs> it's not the first time that's happened. To me, there's no logic behind that. I can see them losing, but I just don't see why. Why doesn't Enzo take the pin? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, but I just wish they'd left them out there by themselves because they made the match official. So let them build that up. I was like, okay, they, they have confidence in these in these women to put them out there first thing on Raw. So I, I was shocked when that happened. But then you have Enzo and Jericho come out there. It's like, okay, what, what do they have to do with anything? I never seen Jericho with Charlotte. I never seen Enzo with, with Sasha. So what are they? What are they? I know they're building towards their own thing, but they didn't have to be out there. Have 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 more confidence in them and let them do what they did. Because legitimately, this is probably maybe the second women's blood feud we're going to have in WWE history because there's only really been one. That's yeah. Trish and Lita. So let them go out there and be great. We know what they can do. We saw it last week. Even last week, they promoted that as the main event. Like, it wasn't the main event, but it's like, oh, this match was so awesome. This was the main event. Yeah, of Cole kept Raw. saying, we already had, basically, we already had a main yeah. event. Yeah, and you have Finn and, and, and Roman going out, going out there last. So, they promoted them to a high level, but you should keep it that way. Let Leave them out, leave them out there by themselves. Yeah. Uh, so, getting to the match... But, but but still in this segment in this segment we're still uh, we liked Charlotte you know mm-hmm. coming out talking to uh, Sasha saying you know you're nothing but a one night stand yeah. Sasha comes back and says well if it wasn't for Ric Flair who's the yeah. one night stands <laughs> yeah. would you even be relevant yeah how did you feel about the Enzo Enzo portion of the you know coming in I I thought it was entertaining I thought I thought it was funny it made me laugh uh, it probably went on a little too long I don't think they needed to do twenty twenty two no. minutes of it but Maybe it was about it 10 was minutes funny of how you doing there yeah how it was doing? funny it was entertaining uh, I just felt like there's no need to there's no need to put those two guys out there with those two girls 
How about Fo how about Foley's leopard shirt? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up because that needed to be mentioned. It did. I was like, what the hell's he doing? I don't know if they mentioned it on uh, commentary or not. I don't think so. I feel but, like they should have. But we need to talk about the real this the goat of this segment, Kevin Owens. So good. Yeah, on commentary. And I just felt like it. And, and I, I like he had a reason that he was out there. It wasn't even about Enzo. It was about Sasha because mm-hmm. she's talking about Brooklyn. He's like, she's like, she's talking about they they came to see her at Brooklyn. They came to see Kevin Owens and Finn Balor at Brooklyn. So he had a reason to be out there. Well, he's still bitter that the crowd liked yeah. Sasha's match more than his. Yeah, he took it so offensive. Yeah, but to him so that's good. not how it works. No, no. He made in, the show. in his mind, yeah, that is that is the way it went. Um, ultimately, you know, like we said, Sasha takes the pin from Charlotte. Jericho hits a code breaker on Enzo, and then Cash comes out to save the day. Oh, he's a dangerous one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch out for him. He's the dangerous one. <clears throat> and Jericho later on in, in the night says that he needs somebody to watch his back. Well, he had somebody. Yeah, uh, Jim and, Jim Jimmy, and Marvin Luter. Jim and Marvin Luter. <laughs> and then Kevin Owens comes out and officially offers his services to watch Jericho's cute, back. Cute, Jericho, cute. It was, and... I mean, that, so this will be interesting. I was so excited. Jericho and Owens against Enzo and Cash. This will be a lot of fun. Could be a lot of good mic work, too. All four it's guys, going to be a lot, all four guys can my, talk. Mic work. It'll be a good match when it ever, like, when it happens. And I, I'm assuming, I don't know if this will be on SummerSlam or if this is just going to be a couple week little thing, but I look forward to that happening. I have a feeling it's going to be a SummerSlam match. I thought, it enter- so? I thought it entertained that Enzo even took a beating, well, took all the heat, even with a, even with a woman as his tag team partner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the other thing I noticed, I don't think Sasha and Enzo ever tagged. No. I don't, I don't, yeah, I didn't pay they, any attention. It was like, every time there was a tag, either Charlotte would tag Jericho or the other way around, but when either one from Sasha or Enzo was crawling to the corner, the other one was just coming in without ever being tagged. Mental tags, mental tags. I guess. <laughs> well, mixed tags, when a woman gets tagged in, both women are legal. So I guess that's what it is. Yeah. But I noticed there was never a time that those two tagged each other. Maybe a little loophole in there. I guess. <laughs> Owens is like, when Sasha did her double news, Owens was like, oh, I was doing it in the Indies. And she was <laughs> yeah, that was great. He, he really is the best. <laughs> he is. Uh, can he replace David Atunga on SmackDown? I'll get to that. You don't like the Harvard lawyer? I, oh, oh, Joey, I hate him. I'll, like I'll, I'll yell later. <laughs> uh, Mark Henry lobbies to the GM and the commissioner for a U.S. title shot because he's going to be representing WWE at the Rio Olympics. He gets his match against Rusev and ends up getting crushed, as most do. Well, he went in a new hall in the, wing, in the hall of pain. He went in a new wing. And yeah. <laughs> Did not get it. No, nah, yeah. It was still under construction. <laughs> he was on the, on the receiving end of the hall of pain. For sure. Uh, but that match concludes. And of all people to come out and defend the United States of America as Rusev was trashing the United States, Roman Reigns. Let's push Bad him out. Let's push him Bad out. Bad card. Wearing a black and red vest. New okay. colors. And a very hardy beard. Very hardy beard, almost as good as Alo's. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know. Some, I don't know. some women at home, some women at home tur- got into patch mode. <laughs> so Roman comes out, beats down Rusev. I thought it was interesting. I did not see it coming at all. I don't know who did. I didn't see it coming, but I'm kind of glad it happened. I, I think he needs a mid-card push right now. Well, I think we all were theorizing he was probably eventually going to end up turning heel 
To me, this looks like they're just like, okay, we'll have you fight for a mid-card title, and you can play the John Cena American hero role. So, to me, he's not turning heel anytime soon after this. Nah, but I don't mind putting him up against Ruru, though. Thank you. But if he, in fact, is going to be the U.S. champion, I like that because he gets a chance to kind of build his way back into the main event picture. I have a lot to say about this. Is okay. this a punishment? Good or bad? <laughs> it's uh, it's more. I, it's not even a good or bad. It's just a statement about this. This is a question from the Babyface Roundlow, by the way. <laughs> All right. This is the perfect way to get cheap pops for Roman because mm-hmm. Rusev is the hated Bulgarian with the with the U.S. title. And the American. With the for, Rusev is the heel with the U, with the U.S. title, so it's an easy way to get Roman cheered, being being the so-called American in the situation. I had no idea who they were going to put Roman with. I was kind of thinking Jericho because he wasn't doing anything at the time. That's like maybe he could put over Kevin Owens or put over Sami Zayn in the process. But when I saw him come up with Rusev, I was like, okay, Rusev is probably the perfect guy because Rusev is the U.S. champion. He, he, when he first debuted, he was portrayed as dominant. And the fact, and the fact that, that Roman still is so-called getting dropped down and he still has that suspension kind of clearing his way. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect opportunity for Rusev to win, because Rusev. How many? I always say very wise to drop to the stars. Rusev is the same way because how many times he's lost to Roman Reigns? How many times loses Cena? Every time he gets to a top level match, he always loses. He lost to Finn Balor. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ironic. Both the guys lost to Finn Balor yeah. are, are, are facing each other. Ironically, but I think the fans will be okay with this, and I think Roman loses this this feud because. If he loses this feud, one, it, it kind of shows his punishment, and it kind of, two, it kind of dehumanizes him. He got, he'll get up that Superman mold. It's like okay, Rusev and Rusev beating Roman just builds Rusev right up up, up to probably at a higher level than he's ever he's ever been. So that actually is what I said last week when uh, when Roman did the interview after the match with Finn, and we both said that we thought there was a chance he could turn heel, he could attack Finn, and instead he just gave the interview. I, I respect that dude. <coughs> To me, that was them making him human and taking the Superman away from him. He wasn't Super Roman anymore. He was just Roman. Now, this week, he's in a feud for a mid-card title. So, yeah, I don't know if he's going to win or lose. I have no idea. I wouldn't mind him being a U.S. champion. No, I think it would be like a thing for him to do. Be, I don't think he has to lose. It would be a good feud to carry. I think it would be... No, that would be a good feud. I mean, I would love for Rusev if he ends yeah, up... Yeah, I would love for top. Rusev because no matter what, I know he's going to drop down to the mid-card. And I was like, okay, this is a perfect opportunity for him to put over... A, a high high mid carder and Rusev being the U.S. champion, being probably a, being a hated heel with the U.S. title, was the perfect person to put him with I, in situation. I definitely didn't hear as many boos when he came out to fight. Rudy. No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't either. What was the actual question? I want to make sure we're actually answering it. I think, I think, <laughs> I'm not sure if we. Are. I think we hit all cylinders for the most part. We just dance around the place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no question. Jose. Well, <laughs> well, it's the height of election season, so does the punishment it should be good. Does the punishment fit the crime? What are your thoughts on Roman Reigns being downgraded to the mid-card? Oh, yeah, I think it does fit the crime. I think even though his offense wasn't really that egregious, you're put in that position. Like, you're the made guy, the top guy. They're counting on you, and you get yourself suspended. You can't do that. Punishment or not, I think it's the best thing for Roman Reigns right now. That's the other part of it. It, it is a punishment, but it's probably the best thing for him anyway. Yeah, and I don't see how you could really hate Roman Reigns, honestly. The guy's awesome. He's good. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's a phenomenal athlete, like you always say. I don't know how you really could hate Roman Reigns, but I think 
going down a pack and putting somebody over would would do him some would do him some good. I do think they're leaving a lot of money on the table with him as a heel because I think he'll be an excellent heel <coughs> and people naturally start to cheer him when they start to like him. Yeah. So, so you think he's awesome? If he was matched up against Shawn Michaels in a tournament, do you think? No, <laughs> no, never, never, no, never. Not as good as HBK. No, no. Yeah, I just had to take a shot at myself. He, he, there. Could, no, put his, he could put as much red in his clothing as he wanted. When HBK wrestles the match of his life in Wranglers, we'll talk. <laughs> Comes out wearing the chaps. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> We ever, you think we ever see Roman in chaps? Uh, let's yeah, hope yeah. not. <laughs> or do you think Roman wears the uh, SWAT the SWAT outfit his whole career? I hope not, because he. That's another thing. Change everything about Roman. Change it. Like give him a new look. Be, because I can honestly see him losing to Rusev, and then that could be a way to turn him heel. Like probably cost cost Finn Balor the Universal Title, because Finn Finn's the reason you're not in the Universal Title match. You hate Seth Rollins so much, but Finn's the reason you're not in the match. And just turn on the fans. You guys booed me. You guys booed me when I got suspended. You guys booed me against against Rusev. Just turn him. That's another perfect opportunity to, for, to turn him heel. Maybe cut but, his hair a little bit, curl his beard up, throw him with the bald villain. <laughs> but did you hear? That'd be one hell of a punishment if they made him a bald villain. <laughs> but did you um happen to hear um Joey Styles on Facebook Live or read about it? No. About they they asked um. Why they put Vince? Why does Vince push Roman as the top guy? And they said, "Well, Roman." And Joey Styles answered, "I'm paraphrasing a bit, but he just mentioned that Roman Reigns is the is like he has the, like the perfect look. The parents want the parents and their moms. They'll take their children to go see this guy. He has the perfect look, and Vince likes the perfect look. Per, perfect look in the superstar. Yeah, I, I think, and that, that's why I think the question last week was: Is this the end of him as a top baby face? It's definitely not. It's just." Gonna be a little while yeah. before he truly is. It's a reset of moves. Yeah, so, yeah, and that's I'm why sure. that's why it's like I'm not sh- I'm not sure if everyone turn him heel, but there is so much money on the table him with it as a heel. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody would cheer him as a heel. Because yeah. that's what they want. Mm-hmm. He has every reason to be heel. Well, unless your name's the shovel, you eventually turn <laughs> heel in one form or fashion. Yeah, the one guy who will never be the heel. I don't think we'll ever see it. We'll get to that. Yeah, the new day, and Gallows and Anderson, Biggie and Kofi, go up against Gallows and Anderson. Big E got a, a sneaky win and got his family jewels smashed into the ring post oh, yeah. and another beatdown by Gallows and Anderson. I mean, we can't even skip past the odd man out, though. They're picking fruit to, yeah. to pick who the odd man out is. Uh, Xavier Woods walks away with the banana. Yeah, so somebody said on Reddit, somebody was like challenging wrestlers to try to work a banana into a segment <laughs> and I guess the New Day were the ones who accepted the challenge did they get that for the Young Bucks they figured it out I have out. no idea I could have sworn the Young Bucks were doing that with yeah, um, Kenny Omega know. yeah I don't know I just when it happened I was like is that some kind of pop culture reference I'm too old to get <laughs> had no idea you're never too old Ron <laughs> thank you're, you you're a lovely man <laughs> thank you the beautiful facial hair <laughs> as good as Roman Reigns' beard it's getting there. All right, it's getting you. there. I'll rub my face in it right now. <laughs> it might be inappropriate for radio. So. It might. Well, for radio, it's probably okay. Yeah, for video, for, maybe. For not. video, maybe not. Be good. <laughs> so we think that uh, Gallows and Anderson in the New Day are probably going to face off at SummerSlam at this point. Which is good and well, but I, th- I thought again they made the club look weak with a quick match. What like did they do? How do you get roll up? Doing too sweet? Is that what they did? Yeah, yeah they, they were too. Sweet. I turned my head. And the match was over. It's too yeah. short of a match. It wasn't enough action to it and it was a quick roll up I mean again they jumped them afterwards but that doesn't they need more they need, they need more sustenance well I'm interested to see how they play Biggie's Biggie's so called injury because 
the thing is, they want it two on two. So now they, it's a, if Biggie's supposedly hurt, now they get that two on two. They have and they have and they're working with Woods and Kofi. That Woods is the smaller of the two. So maybe that maybe like I understand they lost, but maybe maybe they could be like they be like okay, we will put the titles on the line. We just want a piece of you guys, and that's how Gals and Anderson take the titles off a new day. So you think the new there? You think Gallows and Anderson will be the tag champions coming out of SummerSlam? Yeah. You think the same thing or no? Yeah. Because like they need those belts. After you took them, took um split him and eight them up from AJ, they need the belts because if they don't have the titles, what are they going to do? No. Do we see? Do we see the club at all coming in in AJ's aid in SummerSlam? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a it's a perfect opportunity to do it where everybody's there. You know, they don't have to cross over shows. shows. Yeah, everybody's yeah. there. Um. I, I would like to see it. I think it'd be cool. And because did, didn't AJ even say like this isn't the end of the club? We're just gonna. Well, he did, and he also made reference to the club. Uh, I don't want to jump shows, but yeah. we're gonna get into that later. But AJ made reference to that. He's like, you know, just me and you, no club. Yeah, I talking to Cena. I could see them playing a part in his match, but I I agree though that I do think that the, putting the tag titles on them would be. Do them a huge service. I think they need it. They need it way more than New Day does. New Day's over. Yeah, New, New Day doesn't need it anymore. It's no. almost a year. Just about a year. Yeah, it'll be a year at SummerSlam. So it's full circle. A lot of things going full circle the last the last few weeks. Yep. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus both went to the authority figures last night saying that they were dissatisfied with their position on Raw. And I liked that... Because this is one of the big things. Everybody was like, oh, why was Cesaro drafted so late? Why was Cesaro drafted so and late? they explained it. They actually said why. Mick Foley made a reference to, oh, we saw your medical records, the same ones Shane McMahon had access to. <laughs> What's That's the NFL? Why I, I don't know, but I, I like it. I like yeah, it. It, it, you, it gives relevance to, to Cesaro. You're not looking at him as a late draft pick. It's just, there's actual reasons why he went late. Did Mel Kiefer give him that? <laughs> I think so. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got the tape on all the time. You can uh, see it. They play up the shoulder injury all the time, so I think it makes sense to make it a full part of the story. And then he tells Sheamus, your head hasn't been in the game since you cashed in against Roman Reigns, which is true. He has not been the same since then. Big jar, He man. cashed in? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was a while ago. You almost can't even see him during his entrance anymore because of that white light. You can't yeah. even see him. You just he see, blends, you see blends right in. You just see this floating orange mohawk. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's sailing on a ship. Um, I like that they did that, though. I like that they gave explanations. They gave real reasons. I like that they gave a little more, another layer to Cesaro's injury story. And I like that Cesaro won the match. Yeah, he, he deserves it. Earn, earned a future title shot. Do you think that means a world title shot or yeah, su- what, any what, title? What kind of title I wish they told me. <laughs> they, I, they or do you still think they, they purposely kept it vague so they could just say... Uh, they don't know what they're doing. Okay, well, this title, a uh, U.S. title. Yeah, match. I think they purposely <laughs> kept it vague for that reason. Um, and I like that they, they got into a brawl during commercial break. I like that they came back and they were already like separated. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Usually I hate when they go to commercial during a match. But I think I like the, the idea that people there actually got to see that happen and it was actually part of the show that sort of made it onto the air. Um... Would you like to see Cesaro? What what title would you like to see Cesaro? Anything. Fight for. Give him something. Anything. <laughs> Please. Do you think they have anything lined up for him for SummerSlam, or do you think he's an odd man out? I don't know, because that SummerSlam card is kind of ready. Was it six, seven matches already confirmed? It's going to be stacked. Yeah, I know it's a four-hour show, so I have no idea how many more matches they're going to have. That's a long show. Yeah. It, it is. We're going to sit there in those tight-ass seats. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> um... Brock Lesnar makes his long. Wait, 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 wait
You forgot the t- you forgot about Heafy Baby and Ginger Mahal. Oh, I did. Oh yeah. We got the did you want to talk about Mahal. that? Uh, Heafy Baby trying to get onto Raw. Hottest free agent, baby. <laughs> uh, and he takes the loss to Ginger Mahal. The two man band. They'll never turn on me. Uh, yeah, he turned on him immediately. Well, well, yeah. well, well per Eve Marie True. is Ginger Mahal. Ginger Mahal. Ginger. I don't know if you uh, caught that on. Twitter. I did it. So there was. When the first scene told Eva, they tried, they tried, you know how they usually work the women as announcers, mm-hmm. and she got to call up 3MB, and she forgot Drew McIntyre's name, <laughs> and she said Ginger instead of gender. <laughs> oh, Eva. So good at everything you do. We'll get oh, to yeah. her later. It's so good. We'll get to her later. So, yeah, Heath Slater, still not under contract. Um... I believe what he has a match next week to try to get a contract. Again, oh, that's right. That's on the other show. I guess I shouldn't have talked about that yet. But I saw a report today that he may be working in Evolve. I did see that too. So I don't know if that means anything, but well, I know they have a well. I, they I have a working relationship. Yeah, I think it's a, yeah, NXT, he's, yeah. He's probably not under contract, but he has you know, <laughs> enough. Yeah. Um, but Brock Lesnar makes his long way to return, as does Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman giving a very Paul Heyman promo, getting the crowd whipped up into a frenzy, trashing Randy Orton, you, you're not man enough to RKO my client. You'll never RKO my client. And just when he said that, here comes the legitimate RKO out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. The cross-brand RKO. I didn't see that coming at all. It's out I, of nowhere. So I... <laughs> you weren't supposed to. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I, I thought it might, but then I was like, no, nah, they're not going to have them crawl. Because I think we talked about this last week or the week before. How are you going to push this feud with the guys on separate shows? So, uh, it, in it, common sense wise, it makes sense that they did it, but I don't think anybody necessarily expected it, no. which is why it worked as well as it did. I like, I like what they're doing so far to push you, this. He, he jumps over the barricade. He runs up into the crowd and does his. His little stance as everybody's taking selfies with him. <laughs> um, I thought it was an awesome end to the show. It was. Um, yeah, I like the continuity, knowing that he's not supposed to be there. That, right. I love that Stephanie and Mick came right out, and the security security chased him right after the, right after the RKO. I like and that. And I love that he knew I have to get out of here. Yeah. Um, I thought it was also. You talked the last time the three of us were here how Randy Orton hasn't been relevant since what 2013 or whatever yeah. the year you said. Automatically, he was. That was the most I've cared about Randy Orton ever. Yeah. After that, I thought that was awesome. Great close to the show. Put like got a lot of attention on him, and then that actually leads us into SmackDown. I, I guess we'll very rarely have these smooth segues excellent, between excellent shows. Transition. Excellent transition. But everybody knew that Brock Lesnar was none too happy about taking the RKO. Show opens with. Randy being scolded I by like Shane that. McMahon. That was perfect. I love that Daniel Bryan was smiling the whole time because he <laughs> liked it. And I also enjoyed that Shane McMahon ultimately said it was awesome, though. Yeah. You put this whole thing in jeopardy, but it was kind of awesome. It was great. And then they had a team of security trying to watch out for Brock. During Orton's match with Fandango, Brock makes his way in, hits an F5, returns the favor. Then he ultimately, you know, leaves with Paul Heyman. Some good security guards they had out there. This watch Brock walking to the I, ring. I find it hilarious. I'm like, really, those security guards are going to stop Brock last night? I know. <laughs> should have at least gotten his way and had Brock just run The whole over. locker room could exactly. stop Brock Lesnar in that pull exactly. with the Undertaker. Exactly. <laughs> that was, I don't know, that's two great segments on the show. 
I'm already ten times more interested in this match than I thought I would. Ten times? Ten times. Twenty times. Twenty times. (laughs) Perfect twenty. Do you feel the same way? Oh, yeah. Because I haven't cared for Randy Orton since 2007. And now you do? Yeah, a little bit. I know you always did. Yeah, I've been a fan of Randy Orton. But definitely I like the way they're building the match. Because like you said, it was going to be two different brands. How would they do this? Why would we care about Orton versus Lesnar? They're giving us a reason now. Yeah, and I think the... I saw some people on Twitter and Facebook, oh, you know, one took one week for somebody to cross over. It's not really, they're not really breaking the boundaries of the shows. They just happen to make this match for SummerSlam. Yeah, and it's in a promotional. And they kind of have, have to. It makes sense that they did it. I liked that they did it because I didn't think they were going to. And I kind of hope they keep doing it right up until SummerSlam. And then don't do it again for a while. Yeah, give it a rest. Yeah, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought it was awesome. Uh I thought it, might, it was probably my favorite part of Raw. And not my favorite part of SmackDown, I don't think. But we had Dean addressing... I, I got something to say before okay. we start SmackDown. Get David Otunga off my television! <laughs> he is so bad! He's a well-educated man. It's don't, a shame. Don't you ever... I want to disown him from my family. He He is terrible. Quoting DJ Khaled the whole night. Yeah, Major Key. Major Key. Oh, Bret Hart never jumped nobody from behind. Where have you been? He jumped Austin and Sting go over all the time. Yeah. And he's got that nerdy voice that Get him me. off. Get him off my... I appreciate Byron so much more. I was going to say, he makes Byron Saxton look good. He makes Byron look like JR. It's a... <laughs> I, honestly, I'm like, God, I can't take it. That's a lot to say. Maybe that's why they did it. Just He's to, that bad. Just to get Byron Saxton. That's a real slobber knocker. <laughs> the, uh... Yeah, it... He's awful, and it's a shame that we kind of became almost immune to the bad WWE commentary. Like we, It was an expected level, and we just kind of got used to it and accepted it, and they managed to find somebody who makes it worse. Like, he is awful. I, th- I thought you could find worse than Byron, but, but they did. And They tried. Russ D'Agostino, friend of the show, is trying to start a hashtag, hashtag anyone but Otunga. I'm going to start it. I'm going to help them. I think they'd be better served to just have like a rotating, you know, superstar of the week be the third man on commentary or the Miz. Yeah, that'd be fine. I you could just anybody every week just have a new superstar on commentary would be better than that. Or they could take the approach that you know, Raw was the 3-hour show, SmackDown was the 2-hour show. We get 3 for every 2. So how about they get 3 commentators and SmackDown just has 2? I'll be fine with that cuz he cuz he doesn't even talk. Well, Tucker really speaks, but when he does, it's horrible. When he does, yeah, he, he brings the whole thing crashing down. Uh, I've talked as much about David Otunga as I want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone uh, but, hashtag anyone but Otunga on this show. <laughs> Let's move on. Should that be our new curse word? Yeah, we have a Otunga jar. <laughs> Otunga jar. There, there wouldn't be no money in that. Yeah, I, I think everybody wants to just not talk about it. <laughs> exactly. We're taking money out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Let, we, we let's get, get to a real main event here. Well, Dean Ambrose addresses the WWE Universe and his number one contender, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler comes out to have a face-to-face with Dean Ambrose. And Dean talked about how he's looking to cement his legacy, prove to everybody he's no one-hit wonder. He likes the view from the top. Yes. And the kingpin, as Morrow likes to call him. Um, Dolph... Tries to say, you know, we're similar, you and me. And he shoots that down. Dean says, bit. ah, no, we're not. <laughs> you like to complain about all, like, I'm fighting for everything I've got, and you just complain about everything you what don't he have. Says is you, what he says is, you like to show off. He said, you're all show, I'm all go. Yeah. 
And Dolph wanted to say, I want to tell you exactly who I am. We're not on the same playing field. You came in with the shield. I came in as a male cheerleader. I love that he brought that up. I did too. Because it's very true. Yeah. Um, and he talked about, Dean talked about, you're worried about all the wrong things. And he ultimately said, this is who I am. I'm the guy who fights for everything. I'm the guy who never backs down. I'm the guy who's been here for seven years, killing myself to get these opportunities. And I'm the guy who's going to, to beat you at SummerSlam, basically, and take your title. And Dean says, none of that's going to happen because, you know, you don't, you don't have it in you, basically, to follow through with anything you're saying. I honestly think that, one, that was the best I've seen Dolph in a non-backstage segment. I all tell the, you all the time, all, all the his stuff good stuff on WWE.com. All the stuff I've seen has been off of the shows. It's either a backstage segment or something for the website. But this actually, based on his whole story the whole night, because the whole story for him was the whole nobody believes Yeah, me. no one believes me. No one wants me, me to be in this match. Uh, no one thinks I, f- I fit here. And... I have Yeah, I have two problems with this whole thing. And one is it makes me feel like they're not going to make Ziggler a heel. It makes me feel like they're you just going to... You think so? I think they're building him up as the underdog that nobody believes in. That's what it looks like to me. I hope I'm wrong, but that's what it, lo- that's what it felt like to me last night. The other problem I have is... Two weeks into SmackDown, when Bray Wyatt was supposed to be the monster heel of SmackDown, and he's already he's already lost twice. <laughs> That's why I drop it to the stars. I tell you, what I don't get what the point of that was. Also, why does the ref try to stop you from taking the turnbuckle off? And that disqualifies. If when you slam somebody's face into it, it's it's legal. I I don't I just don't get it. I wrote my article this week on why it's a great time to be a WWE fan because there's a lot of exciting things happening. That does not mean I'm going to be a cheerleader for everything they do. And simple, logical things like that are driving me crazy. I don't know if you felt the same way. I don't know if you feel the same way about this story. What do you think? You're scaring me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, I, I liked I liked that. I liked your, you gave me a reason to, to cheer Dolph. After he won, I was confused. I mean, I, what they did with Finn was cool. Then we have the, uh, at the other end of it, they have Dolph win in the SmackDown version. I was like, why? Why do we care? If Dolph fights Dean. And they sort of gave you a, a, a little more to get behind Dolph, which is cool. Um, the match itself, I don't know why they threw Bray, like you said, Bray out there. Maybe just to give Dolph that extra push. You know, he's trying to get relevance. He's willing to put up so much just to prove he's he belongs in the spotlight. I mean, he was pretty much giving up his spot if he lost the match. Yeah, I, I understand telling that story that he's he's putting that spot on the line to prove that he has earned it, I just don't get why Bray had to be the recipient of it. What do you what do you think? Well I love fine the, with it, you I love the promo. Like the promo was great. I'm not gonna was, take anything away from well, that. I think they chose Bray because they had to have someone in there that you felt could be done. Well I think Bray's the biggest name that's not involved with it. well involved with anything. Even though beating Bray Wyatt means nothing. Yeah plus you wanted to Bray, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt does Wyatt nothing but lose all the time anyway. Well I I gotta I, I pop for the Cause, because I am that damn good Triple H reference. Yeah. I'll pop for that. I knew you would. Have, happy belated birthday, Hunter. That's why, <laughs> that's why I didn't bring it up, because I wanted you to get the chance yeah, to I'll pop for that. <laughs> There's a couple things on SmackDown I'll pop for. Ooh, you've been popping a lot. <laughs> but I love Dolph's promo, because I like Dean playing the heel the heel, the heel, heel role in the situation. I'm not saying he's going to be, be the heel in the situation, but I like how he cut yeah, the promo he, he was a heel. A, as a heel. Basically putting down Ziggler. And Ziggler shows so much passion. I tell you all the time, Ziggler can cut good promos. He's a comedian. All his good stuff is always on WWE.com. 
given the opportunity, he could do, he could excel in anything you you want him to. So, in this situation, I love how after that promo, he was like all business for the rest of the night. Even even in the match, he came out trying yeah. to get a pin. He'd hit the. Hit the Famouser like three seconds yeah, in the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went straight to the ring. He didn't show up all the way to the ring. He went straight to the ring, even backstage, both times backstage, which he was telling Shane and um, Brian, you don't believe in me? You don't believe in me? Well, screw you guys. I like that because he's basically out showing that, okay, I can do it. You guys don't think I'm I'm, I'm, I'm relevant? You think I, you guys you guys think I can handle this? I'll do it. I'll show you. I'll show you. And that's what he did. He showed so much intensity. He even showed an edge. Like, in that match against Bray Wyatt, when um I think I think Bray kicked out of the zigzag and yeah. then Ambrose went to the corner. Going to the corner, when was the last time you saw somebody take off the po- um the ring post? It's been a long time you've seen that. So Ziggler was going to lengths to prove that he was that he was relevant and on the same level as Dean Ambrose to be in this match. Even after he won the match, he was like to Dean, I'm co- I'm the you got the real me. You got the real me. So th- so this brings a whole a whole new edge in Ziggler. In my opinion, you said this keeps Ziggler babyface. I think it's the perfect way to turn him heel because even though the fans fans love him and stuff, I, Dean is still the baby face in the situation. And it's like, it's like easy, easy turn and say, management don't believe in me, you fans don't believe, and you fans never believed in me. It's the perfect way to turn somebody heel. I think it is a good way to turn somebody heel. It just feels to me like they're not going to. Maybe I'm just afraid they won't, uh, but it doesn't feel like they will. And I just hope he sticks to the I've been overlooked story and not, not the... Oh, I lost the match, but I'm gonna try real hard. Well, see, that that's the way I thought it was going. Like he goes to to Shane and Daniel Bryan, and they're like, "You don't have to do this." You, know, you have nothing you to win. You have nothing to win, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? Screw you guys. Yeah, you don't believe in me either." And I thought it was leading to that. I thought he was gonna lose, and it didn't. I I thought it would have made sense for Bray to win because, like I had said last week, that's who I thought should have won last week in the first place because I thought Dean and Bray make sense. To be the first title feud on SmackDown. I thought going into the match that we were somehow going to see a triple threat merge and that play out, but I didn't. Th- I, didn't I, I thought about that. And I was like, we got we got one last month, so I don't think they would do two world title triple threats back to back months. But like I said before, this is the perfect way. I don't want this to be the oh I'm gonna try real hard. I want Ziggler to show that he deserves to be there and not be the oh I try real hard. I don't want I don't want I don't want him calling his mom after the world title match mm-hmm. saying mom I lost but I tried hard. Yeah, well, yeah, mom, yep, lost again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that. I want I they want that. I want this to be the story that Dolph showing that he deserves to be there. He, he even said in his promo he's been told he's not good enough, been told he's too good and, and now he says he is that yeah. damn good. Yeah, and and I don't know if if what Dean said is going to play out, talking about oh you care about all the wrong things, you care about showing off, you care about these people, you care about what people think about you. I don't. I hope. I wonder if that's going to play into how Dolph reacts too. So to that point, one of my observations from Roadblock was how Dean is known as got the crazy guy. I'll do anything. No care for his own health or well-being, and that was what ultimately made him lose the match to Triple H. So he just ran back into the ring, not defending himself, and he took a pedigree and lost. So do you think then that they may tell that story with Ziggler of this is what you do, this is this is your Achilles heel, and then we're going to see his Achilles heel cost him the championship. Well, it's, it's still two weeks to build because even though even though they had that one promo, we haven't really had any other interaction between the two, so you don't really know how the story's going to go. We know Ambrose said Ziggler's not on his level, but Ziggler went out and beat Bray Wyatt and proved that he deserves to be in the world title scene. And then after that, I'm sure we'll probably get a tag match next week with Z- um, Ziggler and Ambrose against Roman and against Harper and Wyatt. 
Well, last thing. Well, not before, Harper. I'm sorry. Ro- Rowan. Ro- yeah, Rowan and. Yeah. Ryan. That, well, that was the last thing before we move on to the next thing. We only got to take about a minute on this. So Rowan comes out to attack Ziggler afterwards. Bray hits him with the sister Abigail. So Rowan and Bray clearly still together. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any chance Bray recruits somebody else to have a third member, or do you think they're just waiting for Luke Harper to come back? I think they're just waiting for Luke Harper. I wouldn't mind seeing him recruit another member and give us some more, you know, some some new some new life to it. But uh, I think ultimately they're waiting for Luke. I hope it's Luke Harper. I need them versus America. I need Harper and Rowan against American Alpha now. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Well, it'd be more about American Alpha versus Luke Harper, but I need that now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, AJ and Cena had another interaction last night. AJ wanted to address Cena and C Nation to tell him everything he didn't like about him, ask him why is he still here, and Cena cut a very Cena-esque promo (sighs) talking about how much he loves this place. We've heard this. This is his life. Yada yada, hit the hit the hit the playback button. Yeah, uh, won the crowd over obviously because he put the kids over, he put the parents over, he put over all of his outside interests. I did like though that he said all these things I do, you know, the Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel, whatever all he said. I love when people ask me, "Oh, now you made it mainstream, John. When are you gonna quit WWE?" And I love to look them in the eye and tell them, "Never. This is what I love to do." That was the one part of the promo I really, really did like. Did you get goofy pimples? A little bit, because mm-hmm. it's like that, because I believe it. I think it's true. Yeah, I think it's he definitely shows true. that. And Maybe a little bit I of love, the rock. My favorite part of the whole promo, though, was <laughs> Cena goes on and on and on, you know, whipping the crowd into a frenzy, this feel-good promo. And then AJ just... <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say. That's his, his response. I knew that's what you were going to say, John. That. Like, just completely diminishes the whole thing. Yeah, he buries Cena because, you know, he says, the, he says the same thing all the yeah. time. It, it's nothing new. He, he said exactly that so many times. It's the same exact promo he did on The Rock. He did it on Brian. He does it to everybody. Yeah, but I loved a- AJ's mannerisms as a heel are so great. The golf clap? The golf clap was great. Um... His response to that whole—I mean, it was like a, a yeah. seven-minute promo. He just, i knew you were going to say that. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of way just to like, oh, I, I teed it up for you to say that. You did exactly. See, I know exactly you, John. what was going to happen. And so, even something about the way he calls him John, I think is great. John. <laughs> um, no, I, I thought it was a great promo by both guys. I love the way the he story. ended it too. Yeah, that after SummerSlam, when I beat you, yep. you're going to have to come out here. And say that I'm better than you. If you if you don't, you're a liar. And if you do, you're a loser. Either way, I win. Either way, I win. And he walks out. And then he said, I'm in your head. So we know Bray Wyatt was once in John Cena's head. It didn't do Bray Wyatt a whole lot of good. I really hope it does AJ Styles some good. Because I feel like... The soccer mom? Yeah. He need, I feel like he needs to win. Well, we invented that chant in D.C. <laughs> soccer <laughs> mom, you're right. We invented we, that. Okay. <laughs> what are you, Kevin Owens? <laughs> I, I don't know. Does... Is there any way AJ Styles wins at SummerSlam? He's winning. He has to win. He has to win. I think he has to win too. Because Cena's not going to be there all the time. Because I don't know if you saw American Grit got picked up for season yeah, two. So Cena's not always going to be there. AJ needs it a lot more, and I, I don't see why. But since when Cena... does that matter? Yeah, I know. It needs to That's matter. The New era. <laughs> you got you put in Finn Balor over. You put in Finn Balor, making him important. You re, you're, you're rejuvenating Dolph Ziggler. You bring in all this new talent from NXT. This is the perfect time to put somebody over. Yeah. We say this every time with Cena. Yeah. This is the one time it has to happen. Has to happen. Cena, if he loses a few, it will not hurt him at all. Yeah. He's still John Cena. 
He'll well, still have his appearances on Good Day. And that's how I feel. That's how I felt about Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Dean Ambrose was going to be there on Monday, and Brock Lesnar wasn't going to be back till SummerSlam. But it didn't work out that way. I hope it works out that way, but I just... I don't know if I've just been so conditioned, but I think that... Or indoctrinated by WWE that John Cena is always going to win. I just feel like he is, but... In I was going to say, case, you don't have a lot of hair. You haven't conditioned in a long time. <laughs> But I, gotta, I condition the beard. Oh, okay. Do you? I can tell. It looks pleasant. <laughs> By the way, I got I to gotta add to AJ just to, just destroying the babies. Or the babies. And, These dumb kids or whatever he said. <laughs> and the other thing I popped for was we said everybody delusional. All, all, all these people are really delusional. Especially people in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, I popped I because that's where TNA <laughs> yeah. is from. So, he said it's the weakest city I've ever been to, and yeah, I know. Yeah. I that was awesome. Yeah, I did too, girl, That's where TNA headquarters is. Yeah. And all I can hear in my head is Dixie calling him, calling him saying, <clears throat> AJ, sugar. <laughs> Were you talking about the company again? <laughs> Could you not do that, please? Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Dixie wasn't didn't love it, but I did. I loved it. As too. I'm sure both of you did. Yeah, I loved it. I'm I, glad I you brought that up because I didn't. I, I did not have that. that written down, but that was all. That was in all caps in my notes. Yeah, I had to put that. <laughs> I popped so hard. <laughs> uh, the debut of American Alpha last night. So I know sick. we were all ready. Were you willing? I was. Oh yeah. Okay. I was. I was willing. Hey, Gable. <laughs> I thought I was. I was waiting for the rest of the question. I was like, <laughs> Let, let's do that again. So American Alpha debuted last night. I know I was ready. What were you? Willing. And how about Gable. you? <laughs> um, pretty straightforward debut. They came out. They got a good a good cheer. Uh, they smashed the vaude villains who. Looks like maybe Gotch has taken his medicine a little bit too for the for the backstage fight. Um, I know you said you didn't watch Talking Smack after the show last night. I'm assuming you didn't either. No, I did not. Um, I thought they were really good when they got on there because Daniel Bryan was so excited to have them there. I think he even did like a, a Hercules <laughs> clap about them. But they asked them, you know, do you think you can be? the best tag team on SmackDown. And they said, when Daniel Bryan drafted us, he said, I'm drafting the best t- tag team from from uh, NXT. But we're going to be the best tag team on the planet. And then Renee Young asked them, can you be, okay, so you think you're the best tag team, can you be as entertaining as the New Day? And Gable said, well, entertaining means different things to different people. Uh, so <laughs> they, do, yeah, they do think that they will be entertaining. As they will be. The ring I can't, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait for them to start getting some promos and get a chance to talk and show people their humor. But I know probably nobody's happier to see them on the main roster <laughs> uh, than you. I, I mean, I know I'm thrilled to see them on there. But. Oh, that was great. So sick, Eric. <laughs> I know you're hating this right now. <laughs> well, he does always like to say that you and I think we are American Alpha. I wouldn't mind being American Alpha. Exactly. Two, two good guys to be. Yeah. Uh, this actually leads me into the other question. So this is, is from Rusty Agostino, and not the uh, the false start we had last time. But Five-yard penalty? Yeah. He says that Daniel Bryan is saying they slowly want to introduce a new women's and tag title onto the SmackDown brand. Um, maybe as soon as after SummerSlam. How do you guys feel about adding more titles, and who is going to be the superstars getting the pushes as the inaugural champions. So, 
Joe, I'll start with you. Okay. How do you, first, how do you feel about them adding a women's and a tag team champion to SmackDown? I think they need to if they're going to have two separate brands, two separate rosters. You need a reason to, to cheer on the tag division. You need a reason to get behind women's matches if they actually have women's matches. <laughs> yeah. So we had two sort to, of... To, to steal a, a, uh, a quote from Aaron, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, th- I, would, I would love it. I think it needs, it needs to be done. Yeah, okay, and who do you think will be the first tag team champion, and who do you think will be the first women's champion? Tag team champion, probably American Alpha. And women's champion, it's tough, maybe Nia? No, Nia's on Raw. I mean, Becky. Okay, how about you? First, how do you feel about them adding the championship? Well, they need championships because if they don't have championships, there's no, there's no reason for tag teams or women's wrestling on SmackDown at all. So... I think I think one of those titles will probably be one of those new champions will probably be crowned at Backlash because that's their first um, brand exclusive brand brand pay per view. So same thing with Raw with um, Cruiserweight title. I think Clash of Champions. That's where you get the Cruiserweight champion. They keep saying coming soon. Yeah. With that, but um, the first champions I think well, women's the, it'll probably call it a Universal Women's title probably <laughs> more likely. The first champion. For SmackDown, I'll probably say Becky Lynch, no doubt. But for the tag titles, I'm going to disagree with Joey. I'm going to go with the, the team they've been booking to look very strong lately is Brizongo. Because American Alpha, I think that they're, they're a straight babyface, and them chasing to the titles will... will well, how great was their chase to the titles exactly. just on NXT? Yeah, so I think... I think that Brizongo, Brizongo, because they've been building them up slowly, and I think they'll get the first hit at the titles. Interesting. So, yeah, I agree with both of you. I was not a big proponent, as you know, of all the titles on both shows. But being that no title is going back and forth, you can't have a show. Like, what, what reason is yeah, there to have these to divisions these? if there's no, nothing you're fighting for? Just matches, just to have matches is, is not entertaining. Um, yeah, I guess, see, I think you swayed me a little bit with your Brizongo argument. So I think I'm, I am going to say Brizongo. I think that's actually a good way to go. And then American Alpha gets to chase them. I mean, would they would they have won last week if if Golden Truth wasn't playing Pokemon Go? Probably not. But well, yeah, we didn't mention that. There's st- our truth is on <laughs> Pokemon Go. Um, first women's champion. I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm going to say they give it to the biggest heel in their company, Eva Marie. They would get so much. They would get so much heat. She's, oh she has knee issues. God. She does. I. How great would that be though if they gave it to her? I, I thought what if they put the NXT Women's title on her? Imagine so they did that. You could have Natalia win it too. They would have destroyed. But just her. think how over as a babyface the person would, the woman would be who beats Eva Marie for the women's championship <laughs> I can actually see that yeah that'd those, be huge so those are my two predictions that would um, be a big heel yeah we had the intercontinental number one contender triple threat match we had Kalisto Baron Corbin and uh, the Count of Monte Fisto uh, <laughs> Apollo Creed also known as Apollo <laughs> Cruz. Um, Apollo Cruz wins he pinned Baron Corbin, right? No, Kalisto. Oh, they, prote- yeah, they, pr- they protected Baron Corbin. Good, because I honestly Kalisto, did not remember. Then Corbin came in and sort of cleaned house a little bit. Okay, well that's good. Because uh, I, I had it, Corbin pinned with two question marks, because I really couldn't remember Oh, no, it's Kalisto. I, I need Ms. Ms. Excellent commentary. I need him to replace <laughs> Otunga. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would like that very much. Uh, plus, plus I thought you to the, see a lot more Maurice. 
which is yeah. never a bad thing. I thought the match was fine, and I like Apollo being the thought, one to, to win the match. Yeah, I thought it was a good match. I think it could have used a little more time. It was a pretty good match. Is smiling a gimmick? I guess it's becoming one. Well, well Donovan McNabb had that gimmick with the Eagles for... Uh, at the interception. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if Apollo is going to win or not, but I think he's a good guy to, to throw in there. I did like the... Uh, after match, you know, the uh, Miz, Apollo coming in to save Kalisto, Miz taking out Apollo Creed, and I liked Miz taking the end of days. I oh, did yeah. too. Great. Because you keep Corbin. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah he, he, he wasn't taking the pin. You already, I already knew that. That's a Kalisto. Was, what, did they do his lucha stuff? I'm gonna bring a, a lucha thing. Woo! A lucha thing. Yeah, a lucha thing. I guess he did. I, I guess the lucha thing is losing. I don't think Cruz is ready for a title yet. This is my point with that. Do you think he needs the title to get himself over? That, too. But... He needs a mic work. I don't know if he'll win. Personality. But, no, that's the thing. The Miz is there to give him personality. Because the Miz is always excellent in getting something, getting personality. Like he did with Cesaro? He did with Cesaro. He introduced AJ Styles. They always put Miz with these guys, introduce them, and, and put them over. So the Miz is the person you can get to get have people care about Apollo Crews and possibly possibly find out more about him because we all know his dad moved them from moved him to the states from his, was it the military or what was the story about Apollo Crews? I don't really know. I never he never uh, moved the needle enough for me to really okay. retain it. Yeah, well they're, they're telling a story about his family. <laughs> they're telling a story. They're telling a story about his family. And I'm sure Miz can get more out of him than what we've got. He can. So, so I'd like, like to see it maybe a feud a little more. I mean, I don't yeah, it's the first week. They got the two title. weeks. They got two weeks. Yeah, well, they he came out of the gates hot. The complete opposite of Bray Wyatt. He won the the Battle Royal, and then he won this Intercontinental Number One Contendership. I'm I'm terrified about what the match will be because with Apollo Crews with less workers, the matches really haven't been that good. Wait, well, what matches haven't been good? The Intercontinental match. No, Apollo Crews when he's with oh. less, less work, less better workers than him, the matches haven't been good because like remember his match with Baron Corbin at Takeover London that wasn't that good. Yeah, but this is a pretty solid worker. He is. He's been. This he's part, been getting better. No, this, this is his best year. This is his best year carrying the title. Yeah, this is his best year of wrestling. I'm just hoping the match is good because I know Apollo Cruz is awesome, but I know sometimes he can't really seem to carry a guy. If only he had the charisma of Carl Weathers, who played Apollo Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, so the women on Action SmackDown. Jackson. Yeah, the women on SmackDown last. Yeah, Xavier Woods played. He was what was he? Austin Creed. Uh, Consequences yeah. Creed. Yeah, Consequences Creed, wearing the red, white, and blue mm-hmm. trunks and everything. Wore the hat, right? I don't remember now. I think he hat. wore the tall hat, the tall Apollo Creed. We don't need to get into Apollo Creed anymore. <laughs> um, although I will, di- you know, <laughs> digress a bit. Yeah, I just thought of this. It's one of my favorite jokes from the hit NBC show The Office when Michael Scott is trying to prove to everyone how racially sensitive he is. And he tells people, you name me one white person you trust, and I'll tell you a black person I trust more. And <laughs> somebody says the Pope. And he says uh, Morgan, no, he says Martin Luther King. And then somebody says my dad. And the second go-to black guy name he comes to, Apollo Creed. <laughs> Isn't even a real guy. <laughs> but I trust Apollo Creed as much as Pam trusts her dad. Okay, enough of that. The women. There were no women's matches. There was no, technically there were almost two. Technically, no women's almost, matches. Almost, almost two. They was put two. We so got like, Eva, Eva came out her extravagant entrance, extremely extravagant. I was going to add about that. And in, in her, there's a lot in her career highlight thing. It said one to 2013 diva search. There wasn't a 2013 diva search. <laughs> so she made it up. 
I kind of like that even more, though. Yeah, it's just they're, to fill they're it. just making up stuff. It's just to fill it out. She feigns a knee or quad injury, whatever it was, and can't finish the match. So good. I think, yeah, more heat on her. And I like I loved when she made Rick Hamilton take her jacket off for her. Oh, the so ring great. announcer of all people. And I love the way Becky looked at him. When <laughs> she um, then we had Natty and Carmella kind of called each other out in the backstage segment. I like that they're doing that with the uh, like the set. Uh-huh. Backstage that people are going to during the it feels show. It's kind of old school. It does. I also like, I wanted to mention this at the top, but I like the graphics they're doing. Like you said, or is it like sports now? Yeah. I like the graphics they're putting up of like the person's height and weight. Mm-hmm. Just gives it a different look from Raw. I, any of those little details I've enjoyed about SmackDown so far. But Natty, as she has been doing lately, attacks Carmella. So another match that didn't happen. Almost two. Yeah. So there are almost two women's matches, but. Still, four women made their way onto SmackDown. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. But I, I, I gotta yell. Okay. Because. So this is that portion yell. of the show. Yeah. I, 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 you, you already so-called have the. I don't want to say worse, but the lower end of women's talent on a roster. Even Marie, excellent heel. I, I don't know who had. A, I don't know who who caught it worse, her or Paul George. <laughs> but. Carmella, who cut an excellent promo with Natty. By the way, looking good, by the yeah. way. And you're the perfect way to introduce her. You gotta have her get a jump by Natty. Like, you, you could have had a match. Even if, 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 even if it was ending the qualification, you could have still had a match. So basically, you just wasted four women in a matter of five minutes of time. Yeah, that ultimately did nothing. The, I mean, the one thing it did do is it pushed... It did kind of push two stories forward as Natty being more and more of a heel and Eva Marie just getting under people's skin more and more. So next week, I already know, I'm, I'm calling it now. A tag? <laughs> no, we're going to get um, Naomi, Naomi versus Alexa Bliss probably. Hopefully that match starts. I was going to say, will it happen? <laughs> will that match will actually, will actually go through. Hopefully that match starts and then at SummerSlam, Teddy, come on. Come on, Teddy. <laughs> uh, Uncle Teddy. A six-woman six, man, six woman tag team Pre-show match. <laughs> uh, I would love if that happened. I would love for you to be right about that. Then we'll know they're watching this yeah. show. Because there's no way that they... They keep stealing stuff from us anyway. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We're a- a- getting credit. Regularly. A-Lo got the book. <laughs> Heavy is the is the head that holds the book or whatever. A-Lo's got the book. What, what, what book is this? The booking. Oh. So, SmackDown Week 2. I told you book. last week, I didn't like SmackDown anywhere near as much as Raw last week. I... I thought SmackDown was way better this week than it was the previous week. Really? It definitely made a step up for me, too. Really? Yeah. I didn't like it as much as last Other week. Other than the half-women's matches, I enjoyed it. I, it was the first time I actually enjoyed watching Dolph Ziggler for a full show. Um, I thought he did great work. I thought Dean Ambrose did great work on commentary, as always. I liked him just belittling Ziggler at every turn. I liked... I liked Apollo Crews like getting... The AJ promo. Yeah, that was AJ awesome. Cena promo. The AJ Cena promo. You got American Alpha debuting. When yeah, was it a match. perfect show? No, but I thought it was better than the first SmackDown Live. Well, still not as good as Raw, but I thought it was better than... And I think the two have been better than your typical Thursday night taped SmackDown. So. If, if I got a women's match, maybe I'll feel different. Because, like I said, that Carmella, Carmella Natty promo was excellent. Carmella shine. She didn't do... She, she, like, she, she was in her full Staten Island accent. 
So yeah. she got her point across clearly and took and stood right up to Natty. Yeah, I see. I like that they did give her the chance to, to <coughs> give that promo, and I like that. I like the whole thing with Eva because I think it's just perfect. That was so good. The the more you do stuff like that with her to just like needle the fans, the better. <laughs> and I I, don't, I thought it was perfect. So that's why I like SmackDown a little better. Raw still has the edge. How long do you think Eva's out? <laughs> I don't week? know. D- does, does she show up next week and do the same thing? <laughs> Or does she show up with like a knee brace on or something? Like an obnoxious knee brace. I hope so. Or like so. on crutches or in a wheelchair. I, I really hope. I really hope. She'd be so. a wheelchair. The ring, ring announcer pushing her around. <laughs> Greg Hamilton pushing her in the wheelchair. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> so that's it for Raw and SmackDown. Anything else anybody wanted to add about no. either show? I'm good. All right. Well, NXT briefly. Uh, they're really building finally the Samoa Joe Shinsuke Nakamura feud that's going to take place at Takeover Brooklyn. Interestingly enough, the split up Blake and Murphy were key players on last week's NXT. Why are they on my television? I don't know. They were hyping Blake as a new man. To lose. Clearly he wasn't. Got someone smoked to, by Someone to wrestle that you know about. Like, they haven't won a match in a year. Yeah. I liked Regal making the announcement that, you know, Shinsuke is number one contender or whatever. And Samoa Joe, while he has not done a whole lot recently... Loved his promo. Oh yeah, I did too. I loved how he was pissed that they, that he did this without his approval. Legitimately pissed. You know, you didn't you didn't come to me about it. You didn't talk to me about it. The hoops basically, I had to jump through to get a title shot here. He didn't have to do the same thing. He said, "Why don't we go back there, talk it out, and I'll I'll give you someone I approve of." Right, and he has a point. Joe has a legitimate point, like you said, which is great. I love when a heel has a point because it's like you want to root against them, but it makes you even more mad when when they're right. When you almost can't argue with them. And one of my favorite things, favorite little moments on NXT, maybe of the year, is when, you know, Regal threatened, you know, you'll be, you'll forfeit your title. And he said, fine, you want the match, you got it. But Shinsuke Nakamura may not make it to Brooklyn. And his music hits. And when he came out and did the, uh, like, the telescope, like he was looking at him in the ring, (laughs) I thought that was incredible. (laughs) Everybody always talks about Nakamura oozing with charisma and all this stuff. I thought that, like, that one second right there was incredible. And he also had the kisses earlier in the night. Yeah. That was <laughs> entertaining, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Joe is awesome. That's going to be an incredible match. It is. That's going to be probably a pretty violent match, I would assume. Um, but I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. So, like you said, you, you appreciated Joe coming out and saying, you know, this guy didn't have to do what I did. And, you know, I, what did he say? I decimated your precious champion, Finn Balor. I'm going to do the same thing to Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, and I love the threat of him not making it because we all know that that wouldn't be the first time that happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bailey is, I guess, they, I don't think they officially announced it, but they said, Regal said, well, I'll talk to Asuka. You'll get your rematch. We'll do a contract signing. Pretty much. It happened. Yeah, oh, did it? Okay. Uh, no Way Jose showed a whole new attitude, a whole new violent attitude this week. It made me feel a little more about him. It made me swing the lead a little bit. Get, yeah. a, little, get a little attitude talking about Aries. Yeah, got on, Aries on the out. microphone. What did you think of No Way Jose this week? I like, I like No Way Jose. Okay, so you're, you're, you didn't jump off that bandwagon. Oh, no. Um, yeah, Buddy Murphy. Oh. <laughs> He's had a rough go of it lately and got even rougher against the debuting Kota Ibushi. Is a year late? It was pretty late. good. Is it a year lately? 
Uh, well, it, it, it was a pretty good match, though. <laughs> versus Murray. Murphy. It, it actually was a good match. It was a solid it was a good match. back and forth. I thought it was a good match. Did you enjoy the match, at least? I don't enjoy anything Murphy. <laughs> you don't enjoy anything he, Murphy does. Not, yeah, he's better than Blake. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he was definitely a lot better in the ring. He is Blake. better than Blake, uh, without a doubt. I respect his game because he was Alexa Bliss. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you got to give him credit for that. Um, and also, next week, we have, well, TM61 had another match. They're awesome. They are great. I'm, I'm very curious when they're going to let them start being characters, or maybe they're just trying to figure out characters for them. Probably. Although I think NXT is almost getting into this thing where like being a wrestler is your character, which is probably not good. It's not good. But, I, I, see, that's the danger of them. They know they have the, the audience they're appealing to, which is the, the core of the internet wrestling community that that's what they want, is wrestling. And I feel like it's I don't want to say NXT is suffering because the the match quality is great, the action is really good, but I feel like they're not generating... If you go back to a year and a half ago, the characters they had in NXT, the Four Horsewomen, uh, you had Sami Zayn, Neville, you had all these people who were becoming stars in NXT, and I feel like outside of the big names they've signed in, it's not going that way anymore. That's that's why they miss Dusty. Is that where... Is that where you think it uh, has come, yeah. come from? Yeah, because because they, they all talk about how Dusty would would pinpoint the littlest thing and tell you just to elevate it, and that and that would be and that would be your character. Even Bailey Bailey told Bailey talked about it on Jericho's podcast. Mm-hmm. Sasha said it. Charlotte said it. Yeah, they, she they, said he found something in yeah, everyone. Yeah, they or all, you'd ha- you'd go out and give your promo, and he'd say, okay, this is what you need to talk about. She she say, no, my promo is about this. Okay, well now it's about this. Yeah, work on yeah, that. yeah, and people. Like Apollo Cruz, he met with him probably not not too long. But if Dusty was still around, these guys they might have better character. Well, more of a character than they do now. For example, I know I don't know if you're gonna talk about Billy Kay. I don't know what Billy Kay is. Yeah, she doesn't have a character. She yeah. just she just wears velour. Yeah. <laughs> well, they kind of they, they kind of velvet. She may be the, ensconced in velvet. What is that velvet? Ensconced in velvet. I like that. What I is stole, that velvet? Stole but, it from George Costanza. <laughs> okay, good. We made but, reference earlier. <laughs> But I, I think I think the the kind of character they're going to portray her as because um, I don't know if you guys pay attention to commentary, but they were, talk, they were talking about how she kind of got full of herself from being on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Yeah, and I pay attention because I okay. like Graves, and they do tell the story for the most part. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, yeah, I I do like Billy Kay, but I do think she needs to she needs to find herself in NXT before she comes up to the main yeah. roster. So hopefully that SmackDown thing will just be something that plays into her story. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's clear it was because um, Peyton Royce, we know she's Poison Ivy, or the Venus Flash, or whatever she yeah. calls herself. Liv Morgan's from Jersey. Um, Aaliyah, she hasn't really done anything really yet. But we, we know who most of the other women are, and we're going to Ember Moon at, at TakeOver. So I'm excited to see that. You showed me before we started the show. Ember Moon. Some of her highlights. She's, all, she's awesome. Yeah, she's great. I love that um, finisher. Yeah, it's a great finisher. We also have Bobby Roode debuting next week. I'm going to try that on you later. Yeah. <laughs> Better stunner than Cena. Yeah. Huh? Better stunner than Cena. Oh, yeah. Definitely is. Bobby Roode next week and the return of Hideo Tom. Well, I shouldn't say next week. because This actually, week. Actually already happened before we started <coughs> recording the show. Um, yeah, so I assume we'll probably get a few more Ember Moon vignettes. Lee, you said you didn't see the vignette. You fast-forwarded through it. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Bobby Roode. Me too. But oh, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that awesome. I'm not alone. Because I thought maybe I was just crazy or whatever about the whole idea that they're not creating characters the way they were. Oh, no. It's, it's clear. 
Are you worried about that? No, it's something. It's something they could fix, but not yet. Well, see, not yet because so much talent. There right now. I mean, with Samoa Joe and and Austin Aries, who cuts great promos. You got Rude, who you're gonna see a lot more of too. I mean, it could eventually down the road if they don't start developing the yeah. talent. Yeah, I'm more issue. I'm more worried about the the homegrown talent. Now, I'm not, the indie guys, they'll be fine. The, the guys from TNA, NGPW, and Ring of Honor, they'll bring in. They'll be. All right, I'm worried about the homegrown talent at the Performance Center, about their characters and within development. That's what I'm more worried about. Yeah, I, it's just something I've noticed, and I was like, huh, it doesn't quite, NXT doesn't quite feel the same when I watch it anymore. I finally came to that conclusion. It's like they're just not creating the way they were before. Um, anything else from NXT anybody wants to add? No, I'm good. Nothing? Not much. So, while round four has already happened by the time you're listening to this, we're just getting around to round three. I guess that's the one downside of having to move to Wednesday nights because of SmackDown Live is that we're a full week behind on this stuff, but round or the third part of round one of the Cruiserweight Classic. A lot of hype around Zack Sabre Jr. He faced off against Tyson Ducks, or Tyson Dukes. I'm sorry, Tyson Dukes. Yeah, I think it's Dukes. This may be a very unpopular opinion, but Zack Sabre Jr. didn't do anything for me. Really? Just, I was like, mm. Yeah. Well, they put over his te- his technical background. They and the did, match was technical. Daniel Bryan was marking the hell out the whole match. He was. Who and was? Who was? Daniel Bryan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who, another phenomenal week you on commentary. Those two were great on yeah, commentary. They need to do every show. So, yeah, my thing with Zack Sabre Jr. is, and it may just be partially, we've talked about expectations before. Sometimes when you have super high expectations, you're not going to enjoy something as much. And like WrestleMania two years ago, we had super low expectations because of the tug of war that led into it, and then everybody left on a high because of Seth Rollins cashing in. I had super high expectations for Zack Sabre Jr. Like I said, I'm not going to pretend I ever saw one second of Zack Sabre Jr. before uh, I watched this Cruiserweight Classic match. But it was literally the, the whole thing of escapability or escapology, whatever it is. If I was watching like a real jiu-jitsu match or an MMA fight, I would have been super impressed. But to me, it's like, I guess this goes back to Vince Russo, like, the whole thing of, like, I don't believe it's a real fight. I don't need to think it's a real fight. I'm never going to think that. So the whole thing of him escaping these holes is like, okay, like, do something else besides that. And that kind of was all it was. I think it'll build, I think the match, well, this is only the first match. I think those you'll get different kind of matches out of him. Mm -hmm. But I think it'll just put over his technical aspect. Because even Daniel Bryan was marking out the whole match. Yeah, he was. And I was just like... Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, a couple of haters. Yeah, like I'm not uh, writing Zack Sabre Jr. off because I've heard a lot of great things about him. So I'm curious to see what he does in the future. But I know as far as my first impression, I was not not that impressed. I don't know if you felt the same way. I don't know if you liked him or not. I didn't hate him, but I didn't blow me away. I mean, I wasn't... I'm going in with open eyes. Some, some of these guys I haven't seen, so I'm, I'm trying to take it all in. I'm not just throwing my hat into one match. So. I'll yeah. say... I'll send you some homework. Him versus Kurt Angle. I'll send you some homework. homework. I, I mean, I look forward to it. And I hope that I'm proven wrong because I would like I would like to like the guy, especially because I think he's probably going to be there at least till the final. So, <laughs> and most likely in the in the in the cruiserweight division. Yes. Yeah. Speaking on that, because <clears throat> the vignettes for the cruiserweight division are the CWC. Yeah. Highlights. So I'm wondering if some of those guys aren't even going to be in NXT and go right to WWE. I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. Me too. That's going to just be the that would be cool division. if they did that. Because now you've just introduced all these guys to your hardcore fans, 
and then you get to throw them right out there. And great for those guys, obviously, because they're going to make a lot more money being WWE cruiserweights than they were going to wherever they were before. Floating. Yeah. Um, Back, but one thing mm-hmm. before you move on, I, I kind of think that would be a way of pigeonholing them. Because it's like, okay, you're not going to go to NXT. You're going to go right to the cruiserweight division, and that's where you probably just stay, in the cruiserweight division. And I, I don't like that when it comes to So they're going to fall into the Eric Bischoff trap. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be the case, though. If there's one or two cruiserweights that kind of, like, stand out, they can easily make a move up. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, like, the cruiserweight title, nobody ever, nobody really talked. You just went out there and just did flips back then. I don't want it to be that way. I want guys to have characters, and I want the belt to mean something, not just go out there and put on a good wrestling match. I want it to mean something. I want characters behind these people. And that's the problem with happening. Oh, before. you want storylines. Yeah, yeah. Ca- ca- character development. Bro. 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 <laughs> I, I feel, uh, the vignettes, bro. I'm hoping that's what we get. I mean, it depends. I guess it depends how much time they devote to the Cruiserweight. That event. too. Well, yeah, that's my whole thing. Is like you have a three-hour show. You should not be... There, there's, there should not be anything you don't have enough time to do. With all that time. And you just split the rosters in half. And that's my that's been one of my main complaints with WWE is you have all this time on Monday, yet you somehow manage to not have enough time for almost anything. Mm-hmm. Like everything gets skimped. It's like you can't you can't do that. You spend so much time replaying stuff fifteen times. We see the opening segment like twelve times throughout the course of Let's Raw. recap what we just watched yeah. ten seconds ago. Yeah, they come back from a commercial and they <laughs> show well, at, at least we see it because for months we, we didn't see them. We only saw the world title once and once a night. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I'm with you. I hope the cruiserweight division is given the time to showcase these guys and not like it was used in WCW, where it's just just matches. Yeah, it you just need you're, you're there. You're not going nowhere. Uh, Drew Gulak from Philadelphia against Harv Sira, the, uh, what is he? Bollywood Boys. One of the Bollywood Boys, yes. Uh, the Philadelphia guy, you know, represented for the hometown. He got the win. I thought that was a good match. I, I was impressed with him. I liked the Dragon Sleeper. And I that's my, probably my favorite thing about Daniel Bryan is, I guess, because he has a history of grappling there, there were things that the crowd maybe didn't pick up on that and you're he watching now for you. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he mentions it. So the first day I trained jujitsu, uh, stayed after class to kind of like ask some questions and stuff like that. And there was the guy was talking about like when you get somebody in back control and you have the leg scissors around their waist, you're not supposed to cross your legs between. You're not supposed to cross your feet between their legs because. I can throw my legs up over your feet, and then I have you in a submission for your ankles. Had I not been taught that, you know, two months ago, I would have never thought of it. But apparently it's like a legit submission that you could do, and the crowd didn't even know. Like, Gulak had to, like, get over to the ropes, and nobody even, they thought he was putting the other guy in the submission. So, Daniel Bryan adds so much to the commentary with his expertise. I was I thought both guys were good. I thought the the right guy won. It is ridiculous to me that some of these guys weigh like 140 pounds. I know. Like that is not even cruiserweight. That's like like flyweight. That's <laughs> like my weight. Yeah. <laughs> what what do you weigh these days? Are you in the 140s? Yeah, I'm like 140. The Joey weight division. We should have got you in there. I, I could have. I should have got the wild one in there. Could have done some some wild things, some wild crazy things. Next year. Maybe that'll be another movement we could start. 
Hashtag Mr. Sexy Punisher. CWC. 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 AKA Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to start. We have a year. Start a to movement. Get, yeah, ready? We got to have a year to get you on the map. Coming, baby. I'm coming for you. <laughs> See it. <laughs> Anthony Bennett against Tony Nese, who I actually saw live at the House of Hardcore show. Tony Nese is awesome. He was awesome. He, he was the star of the night. I thought so, too. I thought he blew everybody away. He did. Uh, he's he's big. He only weighs 196. He's only 5'9", but the dude is... He's jacked. Yeah, he's chiseled. Uh, I didn't even I didn't remember him being that built when I saw him before. <laughs> I was like surprised when I saw him. Um but it, he's strong. He's super athletic. He he that dude's incredible. He is awesome. That was my favorite match of the night. The 450 splash was sounds, great. Sounds like you marked out a little bit. I did. And that was a battle of New York and New Jersey. <laughs> Tony Nese from I think it was Staten Island. So maybe he knows Carmella. <laughs> And uh, they get Anthony, together. Yeah, Anthony Bennett from New Jersey. Yeah, I definitely marked out for for that. I marked out too because you, when y'all went to House of Hardcore, you mentioned I would love the guy, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah. this guy is awesome." <laughs> yeah, I, that was like one of the first things. I, I think I might have mentioned it on the show. Yeah, you did. I would have loved this dude. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, yeah, he was great, and I look forward to. I think even who was it, Graves or Daniel Bryan? Somebody said like, "I think this guy's gonna make like a long run." I hope he makes it to the WWE Cruiserweight division. I hope so. I think too. it was Daniel Bryan. Was it? Okay. Yeah, he's he's awesome. And I, I thought that was Sandow at first. <laughs> With the big beard. Yeah, he he, he resembles Sandow. Yeah, I didn't remember him having that beard either. There were times he almost looked a little bit like uh the latest incarnation of Alex Riley. <laughs> I think when I saw him like from the side or when his back was to the camera, I think he looked a little bit like Alex Riley to me. Clearly not as big because he's only five nine, but the main event of the evening, I kind of like that they're calling the main events, like, <laughs> especially because you don't know who really any of these guys are. I thought this was a great match, too. The Brian Kendrick mm. against, what was his name, Raul Mendoza. Uh-huh. I loved the physicality and the violence in this match. I did, too. Because I don't think there's been another match that's had that he was bleeding from his mm-hmm. mouth. I loved, he had braces. I loved Kendrick opening his mouth, putting his teeth on the ropes, and then kicking the ropes up into his mouth. I thought that that was a... Uh, like a really smart thing to do. He had blood. I don't know if it was real blood or not. Probably was. And I love that Kendricks ended up having to, to kind of cheat to win. And I love that the announce team actually put it over. Yeah, yeah you know. Blood from Shawn Michaels. Sold on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're putting that over that they both trained at the HBK school. I don't know how far Brian Kendrick is going to go, the the famed trainer of Eva Marie. You want, you, you want to be recognized for that? Well, I, I'm going to recognize him for that. The future, the first SmackDown Women's Champion. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to be you recognized that. for you that? You with that. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that match. I thought it was a good night overall. Uh, I look forward to seeing Zack Sabre again. I don't want to be the uh, the guy who reigns on the parade. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Uh, so this week, well, tonight is what? The, 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 last round, the last part of round one, correct? Yep. And I don't know how it's going to break down from there. I don't know. Do you, you have any takeaways from the Cruiserweight Classic? It's been very highly entertaining to watch so far. I mean, like I said, when we get to the Cruiserweight division into the, you know, raw, raw lifestyle, I'd like to see some storylines build, you know, some, some character development, some, some things like that. But uh, what I'm watching now, the wrestling has been great. Yeah, it's awesome. How about you? Tony Nese, sign him now. <laughs> he, yeah, he should be signed yesterday. Yes. Um, do we have any questions? Yes, we do. We have a few from one person. This is from Donovan, the lowdown lord, no relation. So it was uh, no Professor Xavier 
Last week had his fingerprints all over the show. This week it's Donovan. <laughs> yes, he is. All right, well, he wants to start off, the, start off his questions by, I still hate Byron Saxton. Okay. You sh- he should appreciate him. Yeah. Now. After hearing, after hearing David Otunga. I know. The Harvard lawyer. All right, well, he says if, oh, a few things. Aren't they just making Darren Young the worst? Yeah. 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 And giving <laughs> Titus O'Neil a little relevance, though. A nice heel push. Yeah. Am I the only one who wants Paul Heyman to do my voicemail? No, I would let him do it. I love it too. He's, he would just put me over, and I'll be like Brock Lesnar, just be like. <laughs> only, if he call, only if he calls me Mister Sexy. <laughs> you wanted to do it in the Barack Lesnar yeah. voice? Okay. They might think they have the wrong number. <laughs> he says he wants he wants to know. How, he says I felt raw dragged into the Randy Brock se- segment. How about you guys? Yeah, it definitely didn't hold me like it did two weeks ago. Holy. Like I was, I was. It had me completely locked in the entire three hours last week. This past week, I was kind of kind of drifting a little goal. bit. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. How about you? Um, I didn't really notice a drag. I wasn't really looking for it, though. I was kind of doing a little homework plus watching Raw, so maybe I was distracted, but I didn't feel like a drag. So not necessarily WWE's fault. That was more you had other stuff going on. Well, I was doing wrestling homework, so it's... Yeah. Show-related. Right. Okay. Always that's, a corporate man. That's fair enough. <laughs> How about you? Did, you? did you feel the same way? Did you not? I, I think I dragged a little bit, especially like in, within the second and third hour. Between the, like the second hour, I think that's when it started to drag a bit because it was a bunch of filler stuff. Yeah. The first hour flew by, and, <clears throat> yeah. and the last hour was fine. But the second hour, that's when it started to drag a little bit for me. But the first, last week was, was perfect. Um, is that any more questions? Was there, was that nope, it? that's it. All right, so I guess that is our show for tonight. Before we get out of here, we'll just mention one more time. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Facebook, YouTube. Five-star reviews. Subscribe. Follow. Anyone who wants to do an episode of Matt Madness Unsanctioned, where we put you over, reach out to us on Facebook. You could reach me on my email, pasc1979 at gmail.com. Uh, anything anybody wants to add before we get out of here? Yeah, one C- came for the Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to start that hashtag. Yes, we are. One more thing. The, um, the fan voting for the September episode of Throwback Madness is still underway. It's on the Facebook page and on Instagram. So get your picks in. Remember, Breakdown 98. Do not pick that. Somebody already put it in, and I'm <laughs> going to yell at them. <laughs> so get those picks down. Matt.Madness underscore podcast on Instagram and Matt Madness on Facebook. And last thing I'll say, we will be finally doing the Matt Madness Tag Team Classic Tournament next week. Yes. So keep an eye out for that bracket. should be posted on the Facebook page in the next couple days. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Milan, Italy. For the 2017 Cruiserweight Classic Champion, Mr. Sexy Punicana, C.K. Joe Rodman. it in, man. I am Ron Pashery. Thank you, and we will see you next week.